Google Educator Group of South Texas. GEG.SOUTX.US Hello everybody and welcome to our gag meeting. Today I'm going to be flying solo, so bear with me. I will have some things to go over. So first is going to be the agenda. If you want to take a look at the agenda, just visit yelkycom slash agent. Now this link is only going to be provided for a little bit and about three hours, the link is going to go away, but you should be able to find this link either way in your, your um, Google calendar. If you're part of the gig, it should be part of the Google calendar. You should have received an invitation and it's also in the forum. So just look for the forum in the section called events. There you can find the agenda as well. Today, I'm going to be presenting on just a few things. Um, first, I want to start with today's attendance. So today's attendance, I want you to fill out this Google form. Visit yelkey.com slash anyone. Yelkey.com slash anyone. And this is going to be for your Google forms. For the attendance, that is. All right, so as you're filling out the Google form, in the comments section or the chat section, I wanna know if this is the first time you've attended one of our meetings. Introduce yourself, uh, your name, where you're from, maybe school district, what do you teach if you're a teacher, or where in education. So please introduce yourselves in the chat as you're filling out the attendance. Uh, those of you that are already members and that have been in meetings before, I know this is a big change to what we're used to. And the whole point is that I'm expecting for our group to grow. Speaking of group, I'm going to show you my or the agenda so that we can start looking into what we're doing here okay so a few updates the graphics that we're using on our google site and the badges that we're using for members has changed and there is a reason to this the point here is that in the in the recent uh, a few recent times that we have been doing this there has been a a problem with the way i have been using the graphics so i'm asking to if you could please stop using the way we used to use our graphics and instead focus on using this one if you want to introduce yourself as a member the only thing you can do is add a white background. Please do not add a anything else. Do not modify it other than adding a white background. If we go down, you can use that one or use this one that says SOUTX member. This is going to be the new one now. 
Okay. Now, notice that we do have different badges. And um, if any of you, by the way, want to present in the agenda, I invite you to join me on this stream and uh, click on the presenter link so you can join me over here. And you can present on anything that you may want to talk about. We still have a few slots available for presenters. Okay. Let me go back to the agenda here. Okay, so the next thing is the coach program. We do have a coaching program. And I just want to say welcome, Winslow. Thank you for joining me on StreamYard. Okay, so we have a new coaching program. And uh, it's real quick. I'm going to talk about what this is and what it is not. The one thing that we have is that what is the difference between a Google coach and a Google trainer? And the difference is mainly that the trainers are one to many, whereas the coach is one to one. So if you want to apply for this one, the program lasts approximately one year before you can apply. Now, there's a way around it. If you've been doing the coaching before, then you should be able to apply if you have performed the tasks according to how Google wants them done. Otherwise, it's going to take you years for you to be able to perform those tasks. The other thing to look into is recertification. To recertify as a trainer, you're supposed to provide 12 trainings, regardless of how long they are, 12 trainings. So if each training is one hour long, then 12 hours is all you need as a Google trainer. As a coach, you need 100 hours per year. Now, I don't know about y'all, but as a teacher myself, this is something that will be very difficult to achieve. If you are already a coach, a technology coach, uh, some kind of educator coach, instructional coach, for example, then this is perfect for you because meeting the 100 hours will not be very difficult. You do have to report it with Google using the Edu Activity app. And you know what this is if you are a coach, excuse me, a trainer or an innovator. And this program is available globally, although right now it's only available in English. So, yeah. All right, so I just want to come back over here and um, I want to say hi. I hope I pronounced this correctly. Daryl from Humble ISD. Welcome. Hello, Brenda. 
and you are from Fresh. I think we've met before. I think we have. And Carrie. Oh, wow, Carrie. I think I just uh, I was chatting with you earlier um, about your your program. It's pretty cool. I like it. Awesome. And Gabby, that's from LJSD. Hey, we're doing awesome out there, aren't we? Excellent. Okay. So I'm going to continue over here with... Uh, today's agenda and as i'm going through the agenda i am looking oh by the way if you want to present on something uh, please join me on Streamyard. Uh, there's the link for presenters just uh the agenda by the way or let me post the agenda link hopefully you already signed in for attendance the link for the agenda is right there if you want to present on something uh, come and join me. So also with us, I have uh, Maggie Ojeda. Welcome. Hi there. Hello. I almost missed it. I was napping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better late than never, right? <laughs> yes. I just finished talking about the tech or the Google coach certification. Uh, is there anything you want to add on that? No, I don't. Okay. Thanks. All right. So the last thing that I want to talk about is uh, the Learn program. We just finished with the Learn program, which was pretty cool. Um, we've had two already. Excuse me, three. We did one a while ago. And yesterday and the day before yesterday. No, yesterday and this past weekend, we did a couple more. So if you don't know about the LEARN program is our group, our GEG group or Google Educator group, our South Texas members are getting together to help others in this crisis. And the way we're doing it is as we're moving into, into this remote learning and working remotely and how we can help not just educators, but other businesses achieve this. So it's our community helping, or our educators helping our community, because in the end it's to benefit our students. Whether it's a student trying to work, because we have some of those, or a student going to church, or simply trying to buy something from a different business. So how can they work remotely it's a whole family nonprofit, small business type of program so our educators helping our whole community whether if it's educators family nonprofit, or small business real simple if you want to be a presenter under home there's be a presenter link next to home there's the learn link and uh right here learn when i click on learn you're going to notice that upcoming events right now there's none to display but uh past events we have a few now this screen is probably a little too big so i'm just going to click on past events 
and it'll take me to a list of everything that has happened with learn. And that's all I have on my end. Now, this is something very interesting that uh, Miss Ojeda, Maggie, you're going to be talking about. And let's talk about some definitions. Um, is there a screen that you want to present? Yes, yes, I can present my screen. Just give me a second. And, uh, okay. Let me get it right. to the right As way. you're presenting, I uh, just want to remind everybody to go to yelkey.com slash anyone for attendance. If you haven't uh, done any attendance, yelkey.com slash attendance. All right. So Leti Quintero, hello again. Also from LJSD. More people on my end. Julie Kelly, welcome back, Julie from Westlaco. Hey, Julie. <laughs> Catherine from Region 20. Awesome. From San Antonio. Okay. So um, I'm ready to share my screen. So let me know if I okay. can. Catherine, N E I S D. I'm not sure where that's from, but I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> N E I S D. Okay, right, so, so um, the first thing I want to show you is um, this. I think it started, I think it was it last week on the 23rd when uh, TEA released definitions to remote instruction. So if you're looking at our agenda for today, um, it's topic number two. And the very first link that I added there, maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't, but this is the document that our commissioner, Mike Morath, shared with our superintendents. Uh, this was this past, uh, on the 23rd, was it last Tuesday, I believe? So it's been about eight days since this document was released and made a, um, made live on the COVID site at TEA. And pretty much, um, it just in a nutshell, out of everything that they were talking about, what I pulled from it, and as I'm kind of scrolling here, um, he did talk about um, how many minutes, um, but the, the biggest thing from here that I took was the actual definitions, because um, as an educator and preparing uh, what's going to happen this next year. Oh, by the way, I didn't introduce myself. My name is Maggie Ojeda, and I'm a member of the GEG of South Texas, and, uh, and I'm excited to be here with you all today. Um, and so anyhow, I do work at Region 1 Education Service Center. I'm a specialist, um, but um, I'm on my two-week vacation, so... Um, so I, I was napping <laughs> and so I was like, yikes, the gag meeting. So that's why I'm here and, and, uh, pardon the no makeup, but it's as real as it can get. Right. <laughs> so anyhow, back, <laughs> back to our topic. Um, we're talking about the definitions and kind of how to prepare. I know all of us might be in different roles, um, in education. We're all here today gathered to kind of connect, to see who's out there, what's going on this summer. And one of the biggest questions is how are we returning next year into 2020, 2021 academic year? Um, I know calendars, requests for the types of calendars has already been sent in. But the next question was, how do we do learning? Whether we come back face-to-face -face or whether we come back um, online. And so the very first step in, and I really appreciated when the definitions were released. So if you look at the first one, it says remote synchronous instruction. And so with this particular um, way or, or option, because um, what Mike Morath, our commissioner, told our superintendents was um, pick one of these two. 
um, as part of your plan. So the first one, remote synchronous instruction, would only be third through 12, allowed only third through 12. A two-way real-time live virtual instruction between teacher and students when students are not on campus. In this method, the required amount of instructional time is scheduled each day, and funding is generated when attendance is recorded daily at a locally selected snapshot time. Synchronous instruction is provided through a computer or other electronic device or over the phone. The instructional method must be addressed, uh, must address the required curriculum. So in other words, all TEKS are expected to be taught and mastered regardless um, of what modality of learning that's going to be selected. And again, the, the key word here, if, um, if, if we're, you know, we're all learning the new terms, some of you, it's not new to you, but synchronous, it has the word sync. So the way that's how I remember it. And pretty much what it means is, I'm sorry, I had a little fly here or something. Um, um, what it means is at the same time, everyone uh, synchronized and the, the learning happens, you know, as the definition says, you know, um, you know, I have to schedule at a certain time of day. Um, you know, what are some implications about this? Like, when I read this, it's what it's kind of uh, it's a little bit scary. Synchronous instruction, definitely. Like, think about it. What is one challenge that we that we all saw children and families undergo when COVID hit in March for us? What was that one huge problem? Digital access and digital equity, right? So it's still going to affect the other uh, type of definition. But for sure, if you are um, going to be rolling this out, uh, synchronous instruction, in my opinion, you, you have to make sure that every child can join in at the same time with the same or at least uh, guarantee access. I don't know. What do you all think about that synchronous instruction? I think about the babies or the kids out there that have to share the same computer um, and some don't even have a computer. So I would, as a teacher, the teacher in me, I have reservations about synchronous instruction. If I cannot guarantee, I was an elementary teacher. So if I had, if I had my 25 kids, if, all, if I could not guarantee that all my 25 kids have a laptop with a Chrome browser and Wi-Fi access at the right time that I'm going to meet with them, I would feel terrible if I had to call someone and everybody else have access to a screen, but my other babies had to call me on a phone. They would feel left out. They would feel it would not be fair. So, you know, we have to be real careful. I, I, I trust our leadership is looking at all of that. The next one is uh, remote asynchronous instruction. So with that one instruction, that does not require having the instructor and the student engaged at the same time. In this method, students learn from instruction that is not necessarily being delivered in person or in real time. This type of instruction may include various forms of digital and online learning, such as pre-recorded video lessons or game-based learning tasks that students complete on their own. So that's more student agency. So for um, those that are familiar with the blended learning models, student agency, more choice on, 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 on pace. Um, maybe maybe the teacher is going to force the pace and say you have to get it done by this day. Um, but definitely the student has more agency and uh, and can take as long as they want to complete an assignment. 
So it is a lot, it does require more high functioning skills from our students. Um, then it, it goes on to say, and pre-assigned work and formative assessments are made available to students on paper. So uh, the instructional method must be must address the required curriculum, just as the other one. So I did want to share that, and I did share the other links with you all um, so that you can take a look uh, how the funding is going to happen. And in case, you know, you missed that or maybe you hadn't seen it, it makes for some really interesting reads. So that way, when your districts, um, when your districts, uh, let me release my screen, um, when the districts do finally make a decision, um, they you will be familiar with like, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that definition. Now I know what you mean by it. And you can go back and look at the authentic documents that are coming to us from TEA. The other thing um, that I, I found out was the templates for our districts are going out in the first week of July for our district leadership teams to be working on those. So if you're anxiously waiting for information, uh, we need to give our, our district leaders enough time to process. I know a lot of them are working even into their supposed two-week summer uh, vacation. They're probably not going to have one. And so uh, just, you know, kind of let's, let's kind of take, stay calm and uh, and just let them have some time to kind of build the plan, uh, inform wherever you can. And uh, the, the information is getting out to us. So just kind of keep an eye. Do you all have any questions or anything, any comments on that? The one comment that I got earlier was uh, Julie telling me or telling us uh, the definitions were very helpful. Yeah, I love them, Julie. Uh, they they were very, very helpful. And I started thinking, you know, okay, like the spectrum of blended learning. But that is going to the the spectrum of all the blended learning models. Like the way I defined it is using um, the Disruptive Innovation book by Heather Staker and uh, Michael Horn. And that book has the models um, that Raise Your Hand Texas uses. I know Westlaco ISD, which is where Julie is from, is now a recipient of the Raise Your Hand Texas grant. Congratulations, Julie. Woo -hoo -hoo. The work that you all did is definitely going to pay off for the children of Westlaco ISD this next year. Um, one of the Raise Your Hand Texas um, initiative that uh, rolled out into our schools probably around four years ago. Oh, do y'all see Grayson back there? <laughs> Let me show y'all my cat. There he is. Is our family cat? Awesome. <laughs> he, he invited himself into the meeting today. Um, anyhow, uh, he uh, um, uh, Raise Your Hand Texas has been in Texas for about four years. We had um, so uh, definitely it's helpful to have those definitions, Julie. All right, so as um, mentioned before, if uh, if you're presenting, go to the agenda at the very top. You're going to see the presenter link. It's um, StreamYard.com and then the code. So it looks like we just are waiting on one more presentation. So I'm just uh, waiting on one more person to join in. And uh, before we, and that's the last thing we have after this, we're going to end. And here she is. Julie, welcome. Julie! 
No hair, no makeup. <laughs> Me too, Julie. It's all good, girl. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, before we, and that's the last thing we have. Okay. This. We're going to end. Can I ask my question? And here she um, is. Before okay. we continue with that, um, can you turn off the YouTube stream? Yeah, I got to find it. No I love it. I love it. There. It's like an, an alternate universe is going on in the background. <laughs> we can hear ourselves in the past. <laughs> uh, all these new tools. I know. Um, I love it. So I am part of our district. I am part of our my district's um, top level, you know, leadership, making those decisions. It's been a rough, rough couple of weeks and months. Um, I'm wondering... Has anybody, is it, there's so many people here from different districts. Is anybody at a district where you've started releasing some of your things and you're willing to share? Because I've got to, I've got to come up with, uh, the, you know, the advice for the teachers. I'm just wondering if anybody has seen anything come out of their districts yet. I don't have much, especially because they're still talks in La Jolla. I know that there's some districts, I saw on the news, some districts already have something, but still. Yeah. I just, I to be honest, like, I, they may have something in preliminary, but those templates, Mike Morath uh, said last week, those templates that are going to be worked on won't be ready until, like, July the, I want to, I don't want to miss, I don't want to misquote, but, like, the first week of July, something like that. So even if there's ideas on how it's going to roll out the templates, which usually most leadership waits on the on the COVID-19 site for the templates to be released in order for them to generate. Um, I do know that um, some districts, Julie, like they did an instructional reset and they've been working on what they're calling instructional reset and mm -hmm. they are digitizing content um, mm -hmm. and making it uh, ensuring that. Uh, I know other districts are working more on infrastructure and focusing on that issue of equity and access. Uh, I know, for example, like our friends mm -hmm. and Ida and Debbie and out there with them, um, I speaking to Daniel Science, their instructional technology uh, director. And, um, you know, they they have already made plans for complete rollout. And, you know, that's a larger district. I know that you all have the Chromebooks already. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe then the next step is moving then for y'all. It's not infrastructure, is it? Me well, um, as far as the technology equipment, we're, we're almost, we're one-to-one. -one. It's the, it's the equity or it's the access at home for internet. So we're working on a plan for that. I'm um, doing training all summer long online, asynchronous three courses with 1200, 1200, 1200. So we're doing the, the part of the piece where you have to do the training and the teachers have to practice. But my next section will be this, the guidance for teachers, you know, best practices now. But yeah, I just was wondering if I could steal somebody's work. <laughs> share, 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 share. Google is all about sharing. Comment here. And the question is, younger students are not eligible for asynchronous. No, actually, it was synchronous. 
synchronous is the one that young students are not um, for attendance purposes. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. uh, synchronous is third through 12 mm -hmm. only. So then the littles are going to have to be asynchronous where you check in with them. I, the way I think about it, miss, is kind of like, because I'm early childhood background. So in early childhood, you know, when you set up your centers, um, it, 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 you set up your centers and mm -hmm. then you don't really do whole group instruction other than circle time, you know, circle time at the rug and you're, and you have the calendar behind you and you're doing the morning song and you're doing your morning routine. I think that's still going to be possible for you, but it's going to be like a, 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 a pre-recorded video, not with the actual children there with you live. Kind of like a Dora the Explorer, you know, kind of situation where you're like, hi, boys and girls. How are you today? You just kind of wait for them to reply. Those kind of videos make sense. I mean, I, 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 I appreciate that they're thinking of developmentally appropriate ways to engage the little babies, the little babies, you know, pre-K through two. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, moving on with the agenda, um, Julie, you were, was that all you were going to ask or there was something yeah, else? Yeah, I just wanted to know, um, get a sense of for how is it going throughout, you know, we got North, Northeast ISD here in Houston and, you know, does, is any, am I behind? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, Julie. Yeah, and if I, I am, we're share. all behind. <laughs> that was it. I just wanted to know. All right. Well, if there is nothing else, and um, just a reminder, the attendance is right there, yelkey.com slash anyone. And the agenda, well, the agenda, we're pretty much done already, so we're good on that. Um, yelkey.com slash anyone for those of you that are attending and have not um, posted your that you were here and the only reason uh, we're doing that is because we do have a badge and the way we're keeping track of the badge is using Twitter so if you don't have Twitter there is no way for me to I'm not going to ask for your social security number so I need to keep track of you somehow you know so <laughs> Twitter is the other best choice I have so, yeah, to keep track of uh, how many times you've been with us, we're using this attendance form, yelkycom slash anyone. And this is only for today. All right. So if there are no more comments or questions, I think it's time to close today's meeting. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, those that have joined us virtually. Um, Julie Kelly, Maggie Ojeda, thank you so much for this conversation. You guys have a great one. Take care. Y'all stay safe. Goodbye, y'all. Google Educator Group of South Texas. GEG dot S-O-U-T-X dot U-S.